0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Conversations with Daisy Jones. I'm glad that you're here for another conversation right here on 94.9 FM, 106.3 FM, from the heart of Hinesville and Gospel, 949.net you know that I'm glad that you came to the table today, whether you're at home driving in your car, maybe you're outside, you could be outside walking, getting that walk in, but I'm glad that you're here to hear an interesting conversation, interesting people who have interesting things to say. And so we're going to go ahead and jump right into the conversation. I am so delighted. You know, I get excited about great conversations because, you know, we get to be inspired, motivated. Empowered, We get to think more broadly about a variety of topics. So I'm glad that you're here. So we're going to jump in. Today I have with me, I almost said Dr. Vivian Alodin. We have Vivian Alodin, who is a marketing strategist, probably a bl- a brand strategist as well. Um, She is a speaker, an entrepreneur. She is a money magnet and an author. We're going to jump into all of these aspects of her life. So stick around. Do not go anywhere because you're going to be empowered today. Vivian, welcome to the conversation. Wow, that is some intro. Thank you so much. I'm so
1: excited to be here and thank you to everybody who's listening to this conversation. I hope it brings you lots of value as we have an awesome conversation. Yes,
0: yes. So I want to um, start from the beginning per se. Tell us More, I've met you and I've had various conversations with you and I've been intrigued and inspired. So I wanted everybody to hear from you. Um, How did you get started as a marketing strategist? Maybe we should start with the book first. What do you think?
1: Well, I mean, it's always fun to talk about Stumbling stumbling Through Adulthood, which is my book. It is an interactive journal for failing forward. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we learn so many lessons and we go through so many different chapters of our lives. But at the end of the day, if you learn something from everything that you've been through, it Mm -hmm. is so edifying. And it's the way that I believe that God makes us into the people that we were always meant to
0: be. Yes. And you are a millennial. I am a millennial. I love talking to millennials. <laughs> so sometimes you know we give um us I'm not a, I'm not an official baby boomer but almost was a baby boomer right I guess I am cuz you know yeah I think I am right okay um so that's not the conversation today so millennial <laughs> millennials I love talking to millennials because it's enlightening and um it's intriguing and because we can dispel the myths about some of the myths about millennials that millennials don't want to do anything. Millennials are privileged, feel em- power, feel, uh, um, what is it? Uh, Definitely entitled. Entitled, uh, yes. Our
1: greatest adjective. And it's interesting because, um, you know, I run Flourish Media, which is a marketing firm based in Miami, Florida. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And my team are all uh, women. I have a women-only team. And as we've grown, we have brought on different men, but we've been women-only for almost six years now. Okay. And my lead designer came to me and actually showed me an article last week that said that i am a geriatric millennial
0: (laughs) now a geriatric millennial a geriatric millennial so that means that you're born at the cusp in the
1: beginning of what it is to be a millennial and i share that title with other people like mark zuckerberg a lot of our um, entrepreneurs have taken technology and been able to grow it and make it A part of our world Mm -hmm. So in that sense I do follow that same philosophy Mm -hmm. Because I spend a lot of time Helping people to recognize The genius that God has put on them Because when you invest In a small business When you buy from a small business When Mm -hmm. you interact with a small business You are participating In someone else's dream Yes, You know it's their dream That they're bringing to fruition And being able to serve the world with that Mm -hmm. But What I like to remind people and a philosophy that I have, I share with my business partner, Dr. Tracy Timberlake, is that there's somebody somewhere who's praying for you to walk in your gift. And if you don't walk in your gift, that person doesn't get blessed in the same way, or they get a delay, or, you know, God will always find a way. But the reality is, all of us are here to do something, and I think that being a millennial, what we walk away with is that you're going to work, right? You spend a lot of your life working. Mm -hmm. But in our experience, and in mine certainly, and I share about this in my book, Stumbling Through Adulthood, Mm -hmm. is that I graduated from college have three degrees i have a degree in public administration public relations and political science because i had intended to work in the um in the government i mm-hmm. wanted to be a bureaucrat i wanted to work in embassies mm-hmm. and travel the world and all that because so i come from a military family but i'm not
0: physical
1: okay you <laughs> didn't want to
0: join the military yeah, but want you to wanted join. to serve
1: yeah but i always had wanted to serve and um what i found is that when i graduated i graduated in the middle of the recession like many other millennials And we watched our parents who have invested so much of their lives into different organizations or their jobs and be cast aside, you know, or not being supported in certain ways or burning out or overworking or being over under because they purchased a beautiful home that they raised us in. But now they owe all this money and they don't have the money to pay it. So I think that millennials, you know, um, we're in a situation where we know that you get one life and that you have gifts in you and if you turn that over too quickly and too openly to an organization that doesn't offer that same kind of reciprocal relationship it's hard to stay committed because I can remember in the recession time when I graduated with my master's degree. And what
0: year was that so people can have some context?
1: Sure, yeah. I graduated with my undergrad in 2018 and then with my master's degree in 2010. Mm -hmm. So around that time um, Mm -hmm. I was fired three times. Mm. So the beautiful thing about that and the blessing in that is that I was able to get jobs when Mm -hmm. a lot of my peers were not. Mm -hmm. So I had the benefit of learning from different corporations. There were nice, well-paying jobs at that. Mm -hmm. But first one in was the first one out. Mm -hmm. So I think that that uh, relationship that generations before us, and I hope that generations after us, will be able to develop with the organizations that they work with, we didn't get a chance to build it. You know, there's that kind of... um, Mm, Go ahead. Oh, there's that sense of being dismissed or or being thrown away. Or undervalued. How about that? Undervalued. undervalued. Yes, Mm. that's very true. So Mm -hmm. I think that when you're in that environment, you start to look for other
0: opportunities
1: to flourish, right?
0: To flourish. Exactly. Hence, Flourish Media.
1: (laughs) Hence, Flourish Media. So. I do have a marketing firm based in Miami, Florida. It's called Flourish Media. And what we focus on is teaching people how to monetize their genius. Mm -hmm. How to be able to Get the better result from the things that they already know, and that can look like a variety of things paired with technology. So I tell a story of there was a young man, a little boy, who actually put together an online course about how to throw the perfect sleepover. Is this a true story or a This is a true story. You Google it, you'll find it. Okay, and he made twenty five thousand dollars from that course. Mm. this is a little boy if you look on YouTube and you look for the top earning YouTubers Mm -hmm. it's two little boys they're children that are watching these different things but it's their parents who are most likely millennials like me Mm -hmm. who probably couldn't find a job at some point who said, you know what, I'm going to record my kids and just have fun with my children. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that fun turns into a job. You know, We all know about Tom's Shoes, where you buy right. a shoe, right. they give a shoe. Mm-hmm. And what you find is that a lot of millennial business owners and entrepreneurs have this sense of giving back because they can remember very uh, viscerally what mm. it felt like to be cast aside.
0: Oh, that's interesting. It's interesting, and I'm glad that you're bringing this out because a lot of times we don't hear this perspective um, coming from a millennial. Sometimes the, the perspectives that we're hearing about is the opinions of the older generation of their interactions with millennials, right? And and their, their basic interactions with, with millennials, not their career interactions or business interactions, but... Primarily from what I've heard in reports is it's from the basics yeah. and, and the attitudes they're thinking that millennials have versus the attitudes of older generations. And so what I'm hearing you say though is we, we all have we all want to be valued, we all want to do something significant and walk out purpose, and we want to enjoy life. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing you say. Very much so. And, and coming from,
1: you know, being the Millennial that I am, and happen to be, you know, coined the phrase "this geriatric millennial." I guess. Yes. Is that when I was in high school, I had 9/11 happen when I was in high school, so. It went from, you know, I was born in Germany, I should say. My father's from Nigeria. My mother's from Panama. I've traveled all over the world. Mm -hmm. I remember going to the airport and getting so excited about, oh, I'm going to get a treat or, you know, just watching all these people traveling, all these different people from all around the world and how affirming that was. You know, when I looked on television, I saw people of all different races mixing together. That was the environment in which I had grown up in mm-hmm. and then when 9-11 happened it was a fear immediately of everything that is other mm-hmm. and because I am essentially an other all the time because I'm a military but I've moved all over I'm always the newest person mm-hmm. I'm never in the mix I had to learn how to uh ingrain myself mm-hmm. to different communities of people all around the world mm-hmm. and you know when that happened now you're looking at your neighbor and thinking you know is that person um a terrorist is that person you have all this doubt within you and then there was a general sense that the way that we get over that is by spending money Mm -hmm. you know shock we're Mm going to prove how strong america is by being able to spend money and do those things Mm -hmm. so when you pair that with the idea that, okay, I'm going to be a part of this new generation of American that is uh, very proud of who we are and our patriotism and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go and get an education and I'm going to do what my parents were able to do and I'm going to follow through and all that build up and then to be told no. Yeah, yes. Because there are no jobs. Mm-hmm. There is nowhere for you to go. We don't need your your insight. or well, we want to hire you, but now you need to have three years' experience mm-hmm. and a degree in order to get an entry-level job that pays the same amount that what your parents would pay for somebody to wash their car. Yes. And that's a real, you know, that's a real ego hit. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially because of the fact that I can come from a global perspective where I really have lived all over the world Mm -hmm. and I've experienced other cultures. And I know that Americans were very proud people. Mm -hmm. And that one, you know, hit pretty hard. So to go from... That experience then into the upswing of what for me was ma- marvelous to watch President Obama become yes. president, yeah. and to see that you know you can you can make something of yourself no matter what, mm-hmm. and that you can be the history maker. Yes,
0: that's so, amazing. It is amazing, and um, every age was just powerfully impacted um, from a woman who was 113 years old to the youngest child, and, and every child knew that this is President Barack Obama. Just that huge impact of his election. And then, um, exponentially, how it affected you and so many others.
1: Yes, for me. it was amazing, because in that sense of me being a, you know, a black woman living in America, then I got to see black people on the news, or black yeah. people, like our opinions being integrated into everything and there being a known sensitivity to the fact that we have not been involved in the conversations or we were not a part of very important dialogues or people were speaking for us as opposed to including us or just simply asking but because Mm -hmm. he was president yes, there was an obligation to have those conversations and include us and I think that at that same time when you're adding social media into the mix where there's these larger corporations who kind of dictate to you what you see in communication Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you're seeing that oh wow there is somebody who looks just like me who's Mm -hmm. interested in this scientific thing or this history thing Mm -hmm. or this uh, different kind of financing or all these different areas of knowledge that if you didn't have technology
0: you would be partial to the larger narrative that you don't mean anything. Mm -hmm. So I want to go back to something you said about social media media uh, attempting and dictating what we think. I want to tie that into how you explain what a marketing strategist is and does.
1: Oh wonderful. So a marketing strategist and what I do is to help my Clients and customers cultivate a message online Mm -hmm. that helps them build communities that support their uh, product, their service, or their mission. Mm -hmm. So I've been very blessed that I've been able to put together strategies for a number of different projects ranging from my company was hired to work with the jamaican soccer team during the women's world cup that was a real blessing to be able to tell that story not only in jamaica and for all of the jamaicans around the world but those in south africa and in france and in many different languages Mm -hmm. was able to work with the bob marley foundation as they put together christmas treats which was a philanthropic project giving away thousands of backpacks and services and things to uh, impoverished people all around the country of Jamaica. Mm -hmm. I've worked with the Miami Tourism Board, helping them to cultivate stories so that small business that is in Miami, Mm -hmm. when when we see visitors, because Miami is a place where we have a lot of tourism, Mm -hmm. so we need to be able to speak to the global market so that when they travel to Miami, they say, I want to go to Wynwood. I want to go to this particular restaurant. I have to take a picture in front of this yes, mural. Yes. And so you need to tell that story before the person comes. But I've also worked with, um, you know, local people who have a candle company, mm-hmm. or they have a uh, clothing line, or they're raising money for Genesis Hopeful Haven. Is a is a. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a home for adoptive children who age out of the system Mm -hmm. and they needed to raise money and we were able to put together their messaging in such a way in Miami, Florida we have something called Give Miami Day where the entire South Florida donates to the charity of their choice Mm -hmm. in November it's in November yes yes. and we were able to raise just over 35 I think it was 38 but it was definitely over $35,000 for them in one day in Mm. 24 hours
0: yeah know. excellent Excellent mm-hmm. you've you have experience with some major brands and I want to ask you about how did some of those come about
1: Well just recently the biggest or one of the major brands I worked with was FedEx mm-hmm. I've been working with them for two years for their small business grant mm-hmm. what they do is they give away 12 different grants to small businesses and what happens and what happens all the time and I hope that everyone listening to this conversation is mindful of this and understands how relatable this is and how close it is to you please don't think that this is something special that I'm doing everything that's on the internet someone put it there Mm -hmm. everything every google search every video you see every anything and I want you to think about what if the thing that you are the most passionate about you were the spokesperson for it Mm -hmm. What if? Mm-hmm. What if you were? So I spend a lot of time. If you were to Google me, I'm at Vivian Olo on all social platforms, and I talk a lot about funding women in business mm-hmm. because six years ago, myself and my business partners raised fifteen million dollars.
0: Fifteen million dollars. Indeed, fifteen. Okay, let's restate, restate that again. Because somebody, somebody may be saying, "Did I hear her right?" Yes, one five million dollars. Six years ago. Six years ago. You now. and your partner, Dr. Tracy. Mm-hmm. Timberlake, Timberlake mm-hmm. raised fifteen million dollars.
1: Yes, fifteen million dollars to invest into businesses that are owned and operated by minority women, and that came about because I was having a business lunch mm-hmm. with a biz, you know, with a client, with a colleague of mine, and it was during the day that the Black Lives Matter march was happening in Texas. Yes, and that was the same day. I didn't know it at the time, but the police officers were also killed that that mm-hmm. day. And during the March, we were having our lunch, doing the normal thing we do, and the news was on, and kind of everybody in the restaurant wasn't really eating, they were kind of watching the news, and... The news reporter stopped and interviewed this woman. She's a minority woman. Mm-hmm. And they were doing the march in front of her business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the pers- the interviewer said, mm-hmm. well, how do you feel about this march happening in front of your business? But they were it was a leading question, kind of like, isn't this messing up your yes, day? Yes. And You know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And I never did get to hear what she said. But the person that I was having lunch with said, wow, people really don't respect people anymore yeah they only respect money and this is the same time that the elections were happening and hillary lost Mm -hmm. that election and we had our new president at the time and that was the narrative and we all know what the outcome of that was yes but he said you know people don't respect anything but money and that's very unfortunate and i'm talking to a billionaire Mm -hmm. and he's very well aware of what it is to have that much money and i thought That it was a very heavy conversation because he is not a black person, does not look like me, he doesn't even, not even from America, mm-hmm. you know, just said what he said. And I thought it was my responsibility, like many black people do when we're in a professional environment, to kind of lighten the load and take on the weight of yes. other people, yes. you know, supporting white supremacy. Mm-hmm. And I said, Well, what are you gonna do? Give him your money? Making a joke. I thought it was like, right. let's lighten this and right. move on. And he said I would hmm. He said I would And I was shocked by that Wow. And really taken aback hmm. And then he started to shoot off all these statistics About what happens when Women in particular Women, minority women Get access to money And the fact that at the time only three percent of investment dollars were actually going to minority women. And,
0: and these are facts that he stated to
1: you. These are facts that he stated to me. I no I had no idea. I couldn't have I wouldn't have known even where to look. Or at that the time. he even cared about yeah, it. Exactly. So he was well aware. Well aware. And then I found out that he had been married to a minority woman mm. and that his children are, you know, minority women and all this stuff. And in that moment I realized mm. that I am around people all the time, and I have no idea what goes on in their personal lives. I don't know them. Yeah. And how I'm missing out by not taking the time and making the effort to get to know
0: people mm, To have conversations. Yes, like this one. <laughs> like this one
1: conversations like this one you never know who you're sitting next to Mm -hmm. needless to say when i opened up that same dialogue and started mentioning it to my other clients and people in my network that is how we were able to raise the 15 million dollars and i didn't know that we had essentially created a fund of some sort Mm -hmm. and we partnered at the time with florida international university since then we were able to partner with capital one bank Mm -hmm. we've partnered with Alacran foundation we've had a partnership with samsung we've worked with a lot of major brands because what did i learn that other people care well. if they're given the opportunity they do care
0: that is powerful you've worked with walt disney
1: yes we have, we <laughs> we have. So um, my my uh, what what was her title at the time? I don't want to say it wrong. Her name is Diana. She's fabulous, and she is actually an influencer. Mm-hmm. You can find her online. Um, she her she went by Mother Soul. She has many many
0: tens Mother of thousands. Soul. Okay.
1: Yeah, many tens of thousands of followers, and she uh, would work with Disney and go to Disney all the time with her uh, young children, mm-hmm. and she's been able to monetize and not only been able to sustain herself working in that way. So that's how I've been able to work with Disney. And my team has benefited from working with a lot of different major brands mm-hmm. um, all over. Now, I, the first time I ever went to Disney was when I was working for Garda Cash Logistics, which is a cash securities company. Mm-hmm. And i would never been to Disney World in, in Florida. And the first time I went was with the CFO of Disney. Really? <laughs> yes, because at the time, I was managing their cash security from that company. They were my account, and I needed to go. And we actually went to the park after hours. Together. Together, yeah. We oh. were able to go on um, the rides and look at go in the park after hours. And they, that was my first experience at Disney. It was wow. outstanding. They have a wonderful team there and a really nice... I
0: mean, everybody knows Disney mm-hmm. everybody knows Disney yeah, and I see that you've had experience with Sephora and with forbes north North Northrop Grumman, a, a major um, defense contractor, so the wealth of experience that you have had in six years
1: in six years well
0: truly, I guess it's eighteen years because
1: I've been in marketing for eighteen years now, but flourish media has been open and operated for six years mm.
0: yeah now i want to go I want to go to talk about. How you developed your team um, as an entrepreneur, young entrepreneur, um, with a solid real business <laughs> model and an actual business that you're running and making profit from. Yeah. How did you develop your team? And you, you mentioned earlier that you developed a team. Now you do have um, male um, Team members, yeah. Team members, but you you intentionally developed an all-female team. Mm -hmm. Why? And then how did you bring people on? How did you select them and choose them to be on your team?
1: That's such a great question. When it came to building my team, it happened 100% organically, but I think that it came out of making a habit of having people around me who are good at what they do, period, and just live their life with intention and having those open dialogues. Because when it came to growing Flourish Media... The first person that I not essentially hire because that's important to know too is that my business uh, structure is built around the fact that remember I studied political science yes. and basically all of my background is what you would do before you could become a lawyer mm-hmm. um and shout out to all the lawyers out there keep doing it <laughs> <laughs> you know keep going I know it's difficult you can do it um but what happened was the people that I went to school with, mm-hmm. I knew how hard they had studied. And I knew also because we're all millennials mm-hmm. and couldn't find a job. Oh, yeah, okay. and, I'm, <laughs> and I'm working on these projects and I'd say, you know, I need this billboard. Do I know somebody who can make a billboard? Mm-hmm. And I reached out to my friend and she's able to do it. Then I have another friend who was able to, you know, that they, they studied these things in school. Mm-hmm. But at work, they were getting the entry level job. And mm-hmm. it was so hard for them to move up. Or they were under, underpaid. Mm-hmm. So they needed the extra help. Mm-hmm. And over time, they were able to leave their jobs. Mm-hmm. And we just worked together. Amazing. So that's
0: what happened. Powerful, powerful. I love this because you are a young woman. And you, it just seems you have been intentional. Yeah. And so I, I have to go back and talk about um, stumbling into adulthood. Yes. When did you conceive this idea to write this book? What was that journey like? And what, uh, is this your bio? You know, of your 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 journey stumbling into adulthood. I want to hear more about that.
1: Wonderful. Well, thank you. I mean, stumbling through adulthood. It's an interactive journal for failing forward because. I had the privilege of working with a number of thought leaders Mm -hmm. and building my business who were working on so many different things. And I would talk to my parents about, oh, they wrote a book or they have this program or they're doing such amazing things. And my dad actually pointed out to me, he said, Vivian, you write all the time. Why don't you just write a book? He's like, you can compile all the stuff that you've written because I write everything for my company. If you go to our website Mm -hmm. if you follow us on social media if you are on our email list if you've downloaded our free social media guide. We recently created a government (laughs) contracting guide if you want to get into government contracting we write everything so my dad said you write so much why don't you write a book so I looked into it and I was helping some clients to publish their books Mm -hmm. because through Amazon and um, their space that they've created Mm -hmm. myself and like I said my business partner my team we stay educated on what are the resources that are free and what are the paid resources Mm -hmm. because as a marketing strategist a big part of my responsibility to every client is to keep them educated on their options yes yes And I want them to always think about how can they present their brand and think like a big business, even if they're one person, a solo entrepreneur, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or if they have a lean team. So through educating myself on behalf of my clients, I learned how to self-publish and I learned what are some of the Downfalls or areas for improvement that a lot of people who self-publish don't consider. So those are the steps that I took when it came to publishing my own book, Stumbling Through Adulthood. So my book Mm -hmm. is available on Amazon. It's available in bookstores. It's available on my website. Um, I took the time to treat my book exactly how I would love to treat so many stories from so many other people, So what I chose to do and why I chose to write my book as an interactive journal is because I think there's a lot of power in being able to journal. One of the things that my mother encouraged me to do for my entire life Mm -hmm. is that she would buy me journal so that I could
0: mm.
1: write down how I felt about things and to document beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, how I felt about things.
0: That's interesting that a mother, and now you're yes, a mother Yeah lovely, <laughs> beautifully, Bonnie is nine months old. She's nine months old and yes. so it's interesting that your mother encouraged you to write express yourself um, in written communication in a journal as a young child. Yes she did, she did it was very helpful because my mother speaks
1: Spanish, my dad speaks a number of Different languages, and I was born in Germany. Mm-hmm. So one of the biggest challenges, which we laugh about it all the time mm-hmm. in my family, is that the number one thing I was I had the hardest time with was reading and writing. Mm-hmm. Reading and writing was so hard because I heard so many different languages, okay. and then um, you know, in Germany, my parents were encouraged to focus on English for me mm-hmm. because I just couldn't get it. And I think it's so powerful to be able to communicate with others. And it turns out that the best way that I can communicate. As a result of not being able to capture
0: language, is in writing. I love it. Yeah, I love it. So the takeaway. So what's the takeaway for Ivani as you and your husband, your love, raise her up? What are some of the things? I know we're kind of going off of what I I said. We we want to talk about, but this is a conversation, so we can talk about whatever we please. Yes. Um, So what are some of the things you want to expose? Because exposure is really a powerful word. Um, When I say exposure, what do you think? So what I think
1: of is the fact that
0: as a army, bri- a proud
1: army brand yes. is that term. I was able to see different cultures in person. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it secondhand from anyone. I was able to interact with a lot of different people. I think how important it is to be able to be grounded in some in spirituality because there's so many opinions and there's so much stuff out mm-hmm. there in the world mm-hmm. that if you know if you don't stand for something, you'll yes. kind of fall for yeah. anything. Um, Being able to learn how to respectfully disagree Mm -hmm. is so important. I think that in the last four years, um, we've learned that. And I think that being, all of us have gone through this pandemic, have learned how important it is to have people in your life that you care about, who will check on you, who love on you, Mm -hmm. and how important it is to have community and I would like to believe that we will get back to a place where we value discord, mm-hmm. just because that is the way that you authentically get to know yourself mm-hmm. and also get to know other people. Other people. people. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah. So the exposure, um, being an army brat, yeah. you know, your, your parents were able to take you to different countries. You saw, you experienced different cultures. How important is exposure for your daughter? Very
1: much so. I mean, she's. we live in Miami, Florida, which is a beautiful thing. So she will definitely get a very heavy um, Spanish and Hispanic and Latin influence Mm -hmm. because of where we are located in the world. But she also will be able to interact with people from the Caribbean, people who are traveling. There's quite a bit of um, Russian people and Europeans who live in Miami. Mm -hmm. And to have an open mind to be able to... Be progressive in her thinking because I think it's important, but also to be able to know what is right for you because that is why I push in stumbling through adulthood. Not only do I have the 25 short stories that are quite funny and, um, you know, get you to think about why did Vivian do that or why, you know, why did you make that decision, but also a series of questions Mm -hmm. to say if you were in that same environment, how would you respond? Mm -hmm. Because I'm certainly not the right one. there is such thing as a right and wrong. I'm not right. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) I get that. Yes. But but I think that it's in the moments of life where you make the biggest mistakes. That you learn the biggest lessons and you find out where you stand Mm -hmm. on things. Mm -hmm. So I think that as I'm raising a ocean I want her to be able to be okay with making mistakes. I want her to get afraid to try. Because As I've now six years been able to connect angel investors with women business owners and minority women business owners Mm -hmm. at the Flourish Media Conference that Mm -hmm. happens in Miami, Florida, one of the number one things that we have to focus on in our conference with these women is their mindset and the fearfulness about embarrassing themselves Mm -hmm. and making mistakes and having to start over. Mm -hmm. But being a millennial, I, you know, I was the one who was fired the three times, mm-hmm. but I was hired four times. Yes, you have to make the mistakes. Yes. You have to,
0: and we're going to make mistakes, and you're going to, yeah. So, where did you come up with the name Flourish Media? Flourish, of course. Where did where did that come from? Yeah, so Flourish came from. My
1: mother loves flowers, mm-hmm. and my whole life I've been planting flowers. And as a consultant, a business consultant is mm-hmm. what I started out as. Mm-hmm. And I had three. Programs, three tiers of service, and one was the seed, harvest, and flourish. And that's where it came from. And so what happened really is that we raised the $15 million. We had 78 women business owners who came to Miami the first time. And when the conference was over, it was myself and the other co-founders. And all of the women there said, well, we want
0: you all to be able to help us put a conference like this together. So wait, hold that thought now. Yeah. So the business started, and then you started the Flourish Conference.
1: Yeah, we started the conference because we had access to the money. Flourish Media, the
0: company, didn't even exist at the okay, time. Okay, yeah, it didn't okay. exist at all. So the the conference of yeah. empowering other women yeah. started first. That's the right. giving, the giving, yeah. the seed. <laughs> you said it first. So I'm just <laughs> pulling it out of you. The seed started first. Yeah. The, wow. Yeah,
1: that that gratitude, that like that giving. You know, because one of the things that I have to take ownership of is I am not afraid to ask Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: I am not afraid to hear. No. Yes. And I know a lot of people are. And at the very least, if I can do anything for anybody, I can ask for you. I can ask. (laughs) I can can ask. ask. Yeah. So we raised that money, we brought all the women together, and then they would say things to me like, you know, I have a I have a child care center that's overnight. It's the one that's called the Night Watch in Salisbury, Maryland, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. And they and she wanted to open her business and make it larger and she needed the help. And then there's I mean, there's been so many wonderful women, and if you ever want to connect with them, we do have a private Facebook group. It's FMC, which stands for Flourish Media Conference. Okay. And then it's where women do business if you ever want to join and hear or see about all these women I'm talking about there's 629 of us who are in that private Facebook group so needless to say those women are the reason why Flourish Media exists because Mm -hmm. they asked for the service Mm -hmm. and at the time it really didn't exist for them you know I would say well I can I can do the work for you but I can't help you with the mindset Or, you know, I know what looks good and what is required for your market, but I'm not a graphic designer myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I can tell you how to do it, but I can't do it for you. Mm -hmm. So we came together and we were able to build this team that, like I said, has evolved over six years where if you come to us with any idea, whether it's a book. A conference, a product, a service, we can sell it online. We can package it properly for the people that you're trying to target mm-hmm. so that you can be successful online. And Flourish Media
0: came out of that conference. Yes. So you are making a profit. We are. Indeed. And I'm not asking you to disclose <laughs> your annual revenue or profit margin or anything, but I want it to be clear Yeah. to everybody who's listening you are generating profit. Yes. And you're not um, working anything except... I mean, I shouldn't say anything. You're working your calling and your purpose in life with Flourish Media. Yes. And every other thing that you're doing.
1: Yes. And everyone can. That's the, that is the is the really powerful thing about It's that if you live in the Western world and you have access to the Internet, you can make money from what you do. I think all of us have seen... That blanket with sleeves, that snuggie. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, someone was at home and put that together and yes. they sold it. So please believe and know that if you're listening to our voices and listening to this conversation, there is something that you have to offer mm-hmm. that is meant to sustain you. Mm-hmm. It is meant to be the thing that carries you and your family and everything that you're doing through the world. And outside of that is to think about the impact that you can offer even with your story because with Stumbling Through Adulthood, when I wrote that journal and now selling it and being able to have opportunities like this mm-hmm. one of the things that I had to get okay with is, is the fact that I had a fear of visibility mm. big time I didn't want to accept it but I did and writing the book pushed me to be able to be front and center because I couldn't hide behind the name Flourish Media or Flourish Media Conference or, or my business partner Dr. Tracy Timberlake because if you follow her online she has over hundred 100,000 Okay. Forward. So she's the face of what we do. But I had to be okay with standing in my gift. You said Moses, you gotta go and speak, right? Yes, yes. You gotta go and you, speak. You gotta go ahead now. You gotta go in front of Pharaoh. So it's just you know, all of us have something to give, and I think that it is really a a tool of our enemy to convince us that what you have to say or give doesn't have value. Yeah, because it doesn't have of, value.
0: Fear of visibility. Yeah. Where do you think it came from? Because you're beautiful, <laughs> gracious and everything. Where did it come from?
1: Um, I think I don't I think it comes from the reward of how you live, right? So there's narratives that you tell yourself, there's things that you learn, but there's also cause and effect. And for me, in the environment that I've the journey that I've gone through, mm-hmm. I saw the best results when I was helping other people. Okay. So I started to do that. You know, anything you do for two weeks is yes, a habit. It's a habit. So it becomes a habit for me to support others, mm-hmm. and I'm happy for getting myself and supporting others. But I've learned that taking the time to fight that fear or that habit or what's comfortable for me mm-hmm. has actually helped more people yes. than
0: me falling into the background. Mm-hmm. Because it's not—it's a—it's not, it's a, it's, it's not um, a humility when you have a fear of visibility. Yeah. It's not that it's not humility. No. It's it perhaps it's a fear of success. Is it a fear of success? I'm just brainstorming, just mm-hmm. thinking about it. Because we, I think each of us in our journeys will come into mm-hmm. contact with the fear of visibility. We want to hide behind the curtain and pull the curtain. Yeah, and roll, and roll you, ourselves in. Yes, and, and pull the curtain for everybody and everything. Mm-hmm. But God has a plan for your life. And when he says step out onto the stage... I have your gift, Moses, I want you to speak and I want to use you, then we have to work to overcome it. And I I believe this book will help a lot of people as we're stumbling out into it, you know, adulthood and even adults, regardless of the age, we're still stumbling out into that place that God called us to be.
1: Yes, indeed. And you know, I chose the title and that was the last thing that we chose. The book was already written. And I asked my editors, you know, please read through it and help me to find the right title, something that really, that captures what this is. And and they pointed out to me that, you know, a lot of us think that you just walk through things Mm -hmm. or that it certainly is a journey when you read the book, you're going through different phases and steps of life. But what came out of it is that none of us actually reach adulthood.
0: Yeah. That's ever. Ever. And we're striving every day in that place. Yeah. I agree with learning you. learning all the time.
1: From 80 years old to 50 years old yes. to 21. Always you know, learning. You're learning all the time. Yeah. And it's just you're making, you're taking the best next step that you can. That's right. Based on what you know. And you're making your decisions based on what you know. Yes. And so I think that it's it's freeing to know number 1 that you that your best is good enough. Mm-hmm. But it's also a challenge to know mm-hmm. your best is good enough. Not your average, not the bare minimum, not settling for mediocrity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is not okay. And that's where the layers of um Guilt can come out of you or stress or blame or shame uh, when you're trying to do something. And I think that when I'm working with business owners and they want to put something into the world, I hope that what they learn when they walk away from working with Flourish Media is that you will get what you put in. You cannot put together a new product and put your heart and soul into this and then take a picture with your iPhone. And get confused why people don't like it. Mm. Get that canon out. Get Mm. that Sony out. Quality. Quality. Present it with quality. So that people can understand where you're coming from. And I guess in a way I'm injecting my intentional living
0: into other people. I love that. I love that. And I saw where um, um, some of the quotes people, our reviews are saying that you, somebody said, you helped me. Vivian helped me show up to my next level. I may be not getting it exactly right, but I loved it because it says that you empowered them. You pulled them up. You helped them see their next level. I love that.
1: Yeah. I think that, you know, I one thing I will say is that being a new mom i have learned that my mom is a cheerleader for me Mm -hmm. she makes me feel like i can do anything in the world she always has my entire life and that is a gift that is very special and i think that i don't necessarily have that intuitively in me but i have learned it so well that i can do that for any other person and you need that because entrepreneurship is scary entrepreneurship is something that you do on your own. It can be quite lonely. There's a loneliness epidemic statistically yes. in the United States. Yes, over the world.
0: Oh yes. yeah. And then yeah. you
1: know, and people are dealing with their mental health issues and when you when you, if you ever want to do some real deep personal development, become an entrepreneur because anything, <laughs> every and anything that's going on with you will show up uh-huh. in your business. So
0: yeah, your insecurities, yes, if you have them in whatever area in your life they are, they will show up. Yes, Com- the the intent, the the um, tendency to compare, yeah, will show up. Yeah. And and so while we're on that, did you ever find yourself? Comparing Flourish Media and Viviana Loden, what you're doing, comparing or looking over to your left and to your right, wondering what everybody else is doing.
1: Many times, and you know what, and not on purpose, but because um, when we're working with different investors or things like this, a very natural question for them to say. Who is your competitor?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Who, who are your peers? How can I relate to you? And things like this. And this is something that as a business owner. You need to be mindful mm-hmm. of. But don't become obsessed with. Mm-hmm. But you need to know who, who's in the marketplace with you. And what I've discovered. Is that I would always say. Well nobody. Nobody does what we do. And I would always say that. Because I just don't think about. What other people are doing. But what they were asking me was. You have a marketing firm, don't all marketing firms do the same thing? And the answer is no. Because I don't yes, do we have the capability to support the women's soccer team? Yes. Can we work with large brands and corporations mm-hmm. and city and, and municipal? Yes. But the special sauce of Flourish Media is that we are a marketing training and development company. And a lot of marketers are not going to take the time to teach you what they're doing because they want you to be a client forever. Mm. I don't care if you're a client forever because I am a millennial and I do like to have fun. (laughs) I want you to be empowered and I want you to do well. And I have no problem saying, oh, I worked on that or I worked on that. But I'm okay with letting you fly off like a bird. You flourish.
0: Flourish. Go beyond what yes. I can do for I want you. every client, every business, I work with every person. That's yes. what I hear you say. To flourish. Yeah. So tell me about Behind the Leaf.
1: Behind the Leaf is the name of our nonprofit. So I share with you that we started the Flourish Media Conference and then we started the marketing company, which is Flourish Media. So a year, not even too long later, we decided that we wanted to continue with the conference because we still had access to the money and we wanted to cultivate and create environments where women business owners could grow their relationship with these angel investors. And because, you know, again, because of my background and working in these different companies, I knew that it was important for us to have a non yes so we started our nonprofit. we are 501c3 uh, we're registered with the irs and that allowed us to make better and deeper partnerships with different organizations so if anybody listening to this you love what we're saying and you want to be a part of our, don- our donor environment please reach out because we are we do operate on our donations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our partnerships so uh, behind the is our namesake it is where you can find information about our nonprofit, which is the host of the flourish media conference so in addition to the 15 million dollars that we raised in making these connections with angel investors and women business owners. Three years ago, we we're so blessed to be able to start to give away small business grants. Okay. And last year, we were able to give away three small business grants to our attendees. So when you come to the conference, not only will you be able to build your relationship with these mm-hmm. angel investors, mm-hmm. but you can be one of those uh, small business grant winners. So it's a thousand dollars. We just want to give you something to show that you are moving in the right direction, starting mm-hmm. and growing your business. Excellent,
0: excellent. I want. To we're gonna have to leave it at that, and if you're just tuning in to Conversations with Daisy Jones, you're gonna to have to go to the replay, download the podcast. Mm-hmm. I have been talking with Vivian Alodin, a marketing strategist, a trainer, entrepreneur, money maggot magnet. We didn't have time to talk about the money magnet, <laughs> but we'll have to do a part two one day soon, right? Sure. And so, um, I have enjoyed the conversation with you today, it has been so rich. And I want you to tell people how they can find you where can they find you how, how, how can they connect with you because I know we have kind of sprinkled it in through the conversation but have the final words and then tell everybody how they can find you
1: sure so remember that the gifts that you have the genius that you have your area of genius is there so that you can help someone else but also live the life that you are meant to on your own terms you can find more information about me VivianOledon.com V i v i a n, o l o u. O L O D U N. You know this, yeah. Right. I've been saying it
0: all these years. <laughs> and
1: you can find information about the Flourish Media Conference where you can connect with angel investors. You'll, of course, learn about Behind the Leaf, behindtheleaf.org. And, you know, if you Google us, you'll definitely
0: find mm-hmm. the information. Definitely. They'll find out so much about you, find your content, find out about you as publisher. So, thank you. Thank you you so much. And everyone, thank you for tuning in to the conversation right here on 94.9, 106.3 and gospel949.net. I always say this, and I must say it again, now that we're closing out. In these days of ever evolving technology, uh, there's so many platforms to communicate so much information. Remember, a conversation is still the most powerful communication on the planet. Make it a great day. Season your words with grace. We'll talk next time right here on Conversations with Daisy Jones.